I decided it that yes, I'm going to embrace this gratitude thing because papers show, research show that something might happen on my brain and I will become sane, right? <laughs> and, and I will not feel anxious anymore, right? Um, and I will continue practicing yoga and mindfulness and meditation because there was not much research into that, into that you know, in those days, but it makes me feel good. Welcome to the Wake Up With Gratitude podcast, where we share new and different ways to practice gratitude that you might not have thought of before. Our guests come from many different and diverse backgrounds, and the one thing they all have in common is a passion for gratitude. I'm Julie Boyer, a gratitude and gut health expert, and I love showing you different ways to practice gratitude that you might not have thought of before. Hello, friends. I'm so happy you're here for another episode of the podcast. And today I've got Lorena Saavedra Smith on the podcast. She's an incredible woman, and you'll hear more about her in the formal introduction that we talk about, but she's a holistic therapist and coach with Latinx roots. Uh, She's based in Washington, D.C. and originally from Peru, and she comes from a place of deep gratitude in her past and her roots and how she lost that feeling of gratitude when she immigrated to the United States and really how the language of gratitude did not feel inclusive, especially as a new immigrant. She shares with us how she became a grateful person again, and some different perspectives around the language of gratitude, which is very interesting. She also talks about how yoga was a critical practice for her to start to come out of the depression that she was feeling and help her to reduce her anxiety. And most importantly, we discuss how to get back into your body. If you're like me and you have lived a life of striving and high performance, there's a good chance you're not feeling in your body at this time. And I love the way Lorena helps us to get back into that place where we're more connected to our bodies through gratitude. I wanted to say thank you to all who visited my shop last week. You can check out the photo cards that I make at wakeupwithgratitude.com. I live on Vancouver Island, which is off the west coast of Canada, and I love getting up for sunrise and taking photos. And I share these photos with you on my social media, but I also sell a select few images as thank you cards. Most of these cards are blank inside, so you can choose your own words of gratitude and appreciation. However, there are a few designs that do include words of gratitude and appreciation already inside them to help you figure out what to write if you're stuck. They are currently on clearance in my shop, so if you take a look at wakeupwithgratitude.com, the cards are right on the front page, and you can choose the designs that you like. The cards are currently on special for buy three, get the fourth one free of charge. And once this inventory is gone, they will no longer be available at this special pricing. Thank you again to Lorena for an authentic and difficult conversation on today's episode of the podcast. Hello, friends. Welcome to the Wake Up With Gratitude podcast. I'm your host, Julie Boye, and today I'm welcoming Lorena Saavedra-Smith to the podcast. Hello, my friend. Hi, Julie. Thank you very much for having me today. I am so excited. Um, Lorena is 
truly an incredible woman and she's going to share so much so much with us today. She has been uh, sharing therapeutic applications and her commitment to holistic and integrated health in English and Spanish for two decades. So she's a holistic therapist, ecosomatic specialist, yoga therapist, and mindfulness guide. Born and raised in Peru, she is a keeper of the Andean medicine and wisdom, and as an expert in trauma-informed and grief care and mental health advocate, she mentors and supports others' paths, especially those recovering from traumatic events associated with acculturation and immigration journeys. We have a lot to talk about, (laughs) and... Believe it or not, this work really connects right back to gratitude. And why I wanted Lorena on the podcast is she has an incredible um, story around gratitude that's connected back to her Latinx roots. And I think it's not a story about gratitude that we've heard before. So I hope you'll, you know, stick with me today and be open to hearing a story that's really different from a lot of the things that I've shared. And I just want to thank you, Lorena, for being open to connecting with us today and and sharing with us. So as I always like to start, um, tell me a little bit about your story. Um, Well, thank you for the lovely introduction, Julie. And I'm very appreciative talking about gratitude, right? Uh, of our time together and the ability to share my experience and my story around the lines of uh, gratitude. So my story is pretty similar um, to many stories of people who decide to embrace life um, outside or away our uh, Plans uh, for me was Peru. So many years ago, I decided to. I, I was looking for a different opportunity, uh, and in the time where Peru was very unstable, and we were in the middle of a social um, war, actually, and very young, uh, I was um, grateful enough to get. The possibility to travel to the United States to become a um, to come and study. So that's what I did. Uh, and then my journey with uh, therapeutic applications started uh, when I found myself in a very dark moment and under depression because there was a lot to process for a young person, for a young Lorena. And Gratitude was kind of one of the things that back in those days, uh, a very wise um, therapist introduced to me, but I didn't know how to process it. How in the world would I be or could I be grateful for everything that was going on? And my life, which it was, everything was upside down. My world was upside down. I was by myself and recently um, lost my status. So it was, it was, I was walking in a very fine um, ice. And then he comes, this um, person inviting me to be grateful. And I remember, you know, it's like, 
this modern <laughs> this modern um a in young Lorena look at her and say, what are you talking about, lady? You know, like, I have nothing to be grateful for. My world is upside down. I don't know what's going to happen with me. I don't know if I'm going to get deported. I don't know if they're going to fire me. I don't know if I'm going to lose um, everything that I have worked so hard for, including my education. Um, I don't know when I, if I... Um, go back to Peru, things are going to be the same. Uh, there's nothing to be grateful for right now. Besides, I was coming out of a traumatic event with a relationship, a, and it, it was it was tough. It was tough. So, but little by little, you know, so I... I decided to decided to embrace this idea of gratitude because something I learned and I something I read that being grateful can change your brain. So I I that's that was my hope. I grabbed that and said, well, if if anything, I'm gonna just continue doing it. And I'm glad that I did, you know. So now, gratitude has become a huge uh, part of my well-living. Mm. And, and that's, uh, that's an other, um, many of the tools that I gave to those who are coming to me to um, navigate the stresses of a, um, immigration journeys. You know, there's so much... Um, truth in what you said about how sometimes gratitude feels inaccessible and how it feels like, how could this possibly work for me where I am in my journey? You know, you mentioned to me when we spoke earlier is that you felt like that the gratitude just didn't feel accessible from you and was coming from a very narrow lens that just didn't feel inclusive for you and that it was difficult for you to connect back to gratitude as an immigrant going through this fear, right? This fear of, you know, you now you don't have your studies. What happens next? And this is really something that I have no possible way to understand that fear of like, what would happen if I just suddenly leave the country and go back to a place that, you know, may or may not be safe for me. I, I don't have that experience. So it's, it's, you know, can you explain that a little bit more for those of us that for that, for us, that experience just doesn't even seem it's so far out of what we've, our lived experience, mm-hmm. you know, how, what did you mean by all of that? Like it's not gratitude, not being accessible and just being language that just didn't feel like it was inclusive for you in your situation. Yeah, and I think actually you, you tackle it when you say language. I think that uh, the language was uh, that was used to present the idea to be grateful, I felt kind of inclusive because in a way, yes, I was um, this young um, woman trying to navigate everything that was going on and the desire to um, get out of the depression and anxiety that it was certainly rooted on PTSD and trauma. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I heard again, when I heard it, 
I feel that it was something that I didn't know how to grasp to it. I didn't know because for me, uh, you know, I I hear it or I heard it. You know, you have to be grateful for the food that you eat, and this is during childhood, right? The food that you eat, and you have to be grateful for um, that roof that you have. Um, you have to be grateful that, hey, today your parents came back home right. and they were not <laughs> blown away by a bomb. <laughs> uh, yeah. So for me, that was kind of like the in, the in initial point of gratitude. And then years passed and then I presented again to be grateful for it. I, it, I didn't find a connection. Right. There was not a connection. Oh, so, yeah. Um, and it, I think the language that it, the way it was presented did not, I felt that they didn't contemplate my individual circumstances. And that's where I become, and I, I'm very, um, I'm an advocate of using an integrative and an inclusive language when it comes to these practices that are mm-hmm. so powerful. Yeah. But if they are only, um, utilize in one line right only contemplating one um one way to do things sometimes you know we're missing the bigger picture and the how much we can support other people people like me yeah Interesting too, when you speak of language, you know, my first language is French and, you know, we say gratitude, like for, for gratitude in French, but really, um, the verb to be grateful is être reconnaissant, which is not quite the same thing as being grateful in English. Like it has a little bit of a different understanding. I'm not saying you can't be grateful in French, of course, but there is like also some language around the wording that is not quite the same as well. So I don't know if you experienced that as well with like a language thing, but I noticed that too when I was, because I wrote my book, I wrote it like a French translation of it as well. And I found just the wording just a little bit different, the meaning just a little bit different in a in a different language. Yeah. And, you know, for using, um, being great, grateful actually have a lot of meanings in Spanish, to okay. being grateful. Yeah, podemos ser, tenemos gratitud, obtener, dar gracias, you know, you give things, eh, estás agradecido, you know, so it has different, you have different ways to um, say that you're grateful. And and all, I I believe everything comes to the context of of how we're using it. Yeah. Yeah. So interesting. Um, what an interesting conversation around the language and the words and the connection back to our culture and gratitude. Um, you'd have been doing some incredible work though. Let's, let's talk a little bit about some of the work that you have been doing. You've been, um, it's almost 20 years uh, working as a therapist. You also have an extensive background in yoga and you do something called felt sense practices mm-hmm. and as a therapeutic alternative to managing fear and anxiety this is not something i'm familiar with or something i've heard of before and i'd love for you to share with our audience what this practice is mm-hmm. so I, I, when i um 
when I work with a client, when I teach sessions, um, I like to always start, I do from the micro to the, from the micro to the micro, right? So always from the self to the society, right? Um, One of the many reasons I was, um, and still I'm struggling with anxiety because, you know, that's one of the lashes of PTSD. I, you know, I have chronic anxiety that I'm so grateful today, right, that I'm able to manage it very well. But, you know, it's still there. It's still lingering in my body. Um but one of the, again, one of the reasons that the anxiety got very pronounced on me was because I was not on my body. I was disassociated from my body, right? So, and there was a lot of fear. And, uh, so when I understood that, and I'm sure you have heard this, the the issues are in the tissues. Have you heard that? <laughs> I'm sure. You uh, oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Sure. Issues in our tissues for yeah. sure. <laughs> Plenty of the people that are uh, hearing you, your podcast probably feel uh, familiar. You know, can relate to that. Say, um, so when I took to heart that, huh? There, I need to come back to my body. Now, my body still being on my body felt incredible unsafe right it was and there was no reason for me to come back because my life outside my outside my body was kind of like okay it was a mess but in my understanding it was okay um but one thing you know leaned to another one and it was time you know my body was reclaiming me back And I didn't know it then. Uh, I got um, into embodying practices that including yoga very early on my recovery process. And it, it was because <laughs> I could not afford to go to therapist, right? <laughs> so, so you so went to yoga instead? I did. Okay. I, I did it, going to therapy with no insurance and, you know, with, uh, forget about it. I couldn't afford it. So I heard that yoga could help you to sleep better and could help you to feel better. And I did. Um, I start practicing and I'm so incredible grateful for that practice. Although it's not from my bloodline right because me uh, i'm from the south america what is called now south america but is you know is the land of the andes um and the quechuas but i i was introduced to yoga i was introduced to movement and i can i can sincerely say that my life would be different now if it was not because I had the opportunity to face this 
you turn back to my body through yoga. This idea of coming back into our body and especially post-trauma, you know, being separate from our body, which many of us, myself included, are not able to see, right? We don't even realize, like you said, life seems good. Like living outside your body, it seems fine. Life is okay, even though lots of things might not be working, but it feels okay. And then we have this moment where we, you know, come back to our body and we realize how different it can be. And, you know, you found this incredible experience through yoga, which I know shaped the way that you practice, the way that you counsel people, the way that you're connected with people. Um, I went through a similar thing this summer where I took a, a, a sabbatical this summer, basically a forced time off because I was no longer able to work, just dealing with really terrible chronic pain and burnout. And, you know, one of my, I see this beautiful um, chiropractor who's more than a chiropractor. She does a lot of my fascial work and very, you know, I spend an hour with her every session. So it's a lot more than traditional chiropractic and it's helping me get back into my body. And one of the things that I've learned about getting back into my body is just being aware of my pain and then allowing So instead of being afraid of my pain or pushing it away, I come back into my body. I feel the pain. I feel the texture of it. And, and, you know, is it burning? Is it stinging? Is it getting worse? Is it getting better? Is it neutral? And it's helped me to get back into my body. And, you know, I, you said something that really connected with me because I've just been doing this work of coming back into my body as well. And you said that we have the innate capability to embody gratitude and we lose that Mm -hmm. right? because we're out of our body. So this Mm -hmm. ability to embody gratitude. So if you can share with us for those that are listening, what's, I mean, I understand it's a journey and there's not just like one thing you can do, but if there was something they could try just to even for a moment, feel back into their body or try something like this? Is there something you could share with us? Yeah, actually, um, even then, even though I am incredibly grateful for the practice of uh, and the teachers who you know have been carrying the, the knowledge uh, for yoga and meditation for thousands of years, I'm incredibly grateful for them and the the ability that um, was able to use yoga as a practice to bring me back. I'm gonna go back to language again because, but you know, I mean, 15, 18 years, a little bit more, 18 years ago, the language was not inclusive as well um, in those circles, right? And but the gratitude theme was all throughout right so uh, yes I was um, in a journey of coming back to my body yet I've been you know I was bombarded with this language of like yeah you have to be grateful for this and you have to be grateful for you know for um, because you can move or be grateful for life and just be in your body I remember saying hearing that and in the back of my mind it's like Lady, what are you talking about? I say I did not know how to uh, how to digest it, how to how to eat it, how to digest it, and how to 
feeling, right? So language was incredible. Um, also different. It was incredible. You uh, kind of like an aha moment too. So the re the the way that I have um, that I I decided it that yes, I'm going to embrace this gratitude thing because papers show, research show that something might happen on my brain and I will become sane, right? <laughs> and, and I will not feel anxious anymore, right? Um, and I will continue practicing yoga and mindfulness and meditation because there was not much research into that, into that you know, in those days, but it makes me feel good. This is when I applied my own medicine and my own knowledge, not knowing then that what it was. I needed it to make it accessible to me. So I, what I did was I gathered all the information I received from different sources and I had to make it my own. I have to digest it within my abused body and my body uh, embodying trauma and everything in between. So I remember I have a clear vision of a day when I was practicing, I was doing my movements and the teacher uh, so gracefully you know, invite us to embody a tree, right? So in the window of the um, classroom was actually facing the tree. Um, it was a, a city, but it was a piece of like nature. And um, I was like, wow, okay, I'm going to embody the tree. But I went one step further and I say, I'm going to be, I'm going to be, I'm going to feel grateful for the tree. And from that moment on, everything changed because that's another, you know, me founding yoga was a huge um, before and after. And then this moment wasn't before and after because it's in that moment when I say, wow, I have nothing to be grateful for today, but I do have the trees to be grateful for. I have the river. Back in those days, I used to live closer to a river. I I can be grateful for the water of the river that is um, bringing me water and I can shower every day. So in that moment, I came back to my own medicine. Years later, when I was a when I I, I was I make peace with my own body, <laughs> and I was ready to embrace my own uh, ancestral knowledge. I I I discovered or rediscovered that nature is a beautiful resource to be grateful for. If anything, and this is the way that I actually, you know, teach it or pass it or um, share it with clients and friends, family, is 
when, in moments when everything is upside down and there, there's nothing that you want to be, that you can be grateful for, moving from the toxic gratitude, right? Because I exist, the toxic gratitude exists. But if you go back to the sources of nature, a little thing, you know, a little bright light, you just need that sometimes. You just need the, the, the light of hope that you can, uh, or the light of uh, the, the something small, but you and I and most of the people that is hearing you know that you know, being grateful for nature is huge. But when you're in those in those dark moments, that little thing can become su- such a beautiful entry to a healing journey. Oh. oh, I hear you. I hear you on that that beautiful connection you said back to your ancestors. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that is true. I believe you had told me that you are um, connected to the Quechua indigenous community. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. By, by lineage and by blood. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. And that that appreciation for the natural world that was mm-hmm. so lost. And the knowledge, like you said, it exists. It's there. It's it's been in your DNA. It's carried forward. And I appreciate that you shared that with us and that connection back to the rest of us who may not have the same indigenous connection to the land, but we can learn from you and we can be reminded. And I think, you know, so many times, you know, I have a daughter who's 12 and she's very concerned about what's going on with the environment and global warming. It's very traumatic for her actually. And then we talk about, you know, how we come back to indigenous communities and how much we can learn from them and how they really understood at a very high level how to live in the natural world and the connection it's incredible so um i just i appreciate that and you know i hope we can borrow um some of that connection you know from from you right learn from you and borrow and bring that into ourselves so we feel more connected and more embodied and grateful for like you said the tree outside the window i mean something that we all have to remember is that and it, it might sound like a like a cliche or something you know in the statement that has been used in mal use or for who knows how long we are interconnected mm-hmm. right so for you for you asking to borrow this knowledge and i so really appreciate it for the you know your your willingness to um to ask for you know that knowledge to be borrowed but if we go back i do have indian roots but if we in the way that I actually talk to about the ancestral knowledge to clients is like, you don't have to, I mean, I will give you some guidance on how to apply some of the tools from the Indian medicine. But if you are, if you are curious enough mm-hmm. and you investigate the your own medicine and mm-hmm. from your ancestors, you will be 
fascinated of the world that you will find that and that is connected to the lens. I, I can I'm, I I guarantee it. I guarantee it. Oh well, that's a challenge, definitely, and I I'm open to it. I <laughs> I know that there's a lot of you know white conquering roots to my family so the uh but i imagine at some point there are indigenous roots that i am not aware of so of course i appreciate that question and that challenge thank you um lorena just really enjoyed your beautiful ways that you've connected gratitude throughout your story in different ways than others might not have been aware of and giving us new ways to look at gratitude and new ways to share gratitude and i, I truly appreciate that uh, if our community wants to reach out to you, where's the best place to find you? Well, um, I'm, I'm make sure to give you the my website, um, and I'm sure it's gonna show in the in the bio. Yeah. Um, you can also find me on social media. I, I have a very active um, social media presence on Instagram, mm-hmm. and as is coaching under slash holistic. Um, you can find me on Facebook as well. And yeah, I I do have few um, groups forming for mm. the in the next coming of coming um, few in the next few uh, weeks okay. for um, ancestral medicine. Okay. So I have few um, groups forming and I am looking forward to continue doing this kind of conversations and open up the lines of communication with other people who might be interested to hear stories like mine. Beautiful. Thank you so much for being a guest on the podcast. I appreciate you and I hope that uh, our listeners learn something because I certainly did. Thanks, Lorena. Adios. Muchas gracias. De nada. Thanks for sticking around till the end of the podcast. I appreciate you. If you're not already following us on your favorite app, make sure you click on the check or follow podcast so you'll be alerted every time there's a new podcast episode. If you enjoyed the episode and want to help us grow, here's some easy things that you can do. You can leave a review on your favorite app. You can share this podcast with a friend and send it directly. And you can also share through social media. Feel free to tag me on any posts in your stories and I'll repost. Thank you to Paul Tedeschini for doing the post-production audio for the podcast. And one last thing, I hope you're choosing to wake up with gratitude every single day.